podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Jamie Carragher and you are listening to the Copy Podcast. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Copway Podcast. There's Mick and Christian once again, back for another preview show. This time it is Bournemouth in the EFL Cup, Carabao Cup, League Cup, whatever you, whatever you want to call it, but it's the next round of the Cup. Uh, Liverpool are away for this one after having some good fortune with a good run of home fixtures. Um, but yeah, back on the away grind and hopefully another load of changes, which we expect, but hopefully another good Liverpool performance and a win. But before we get stuck into it properly, Christian, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I had a couple of days where I didn't feel that good. I don't know why, but yeah, I uh, was feeling a little bit ill and stuff. But I'm back now. So you have had other guests on, which has been really good. So if you haven't listened to them shows, uh, get on and do it. Because yeah, great guests with great insights. Uh, especially I like the the stats show um, that you do. So I've been just, you know, trying to relax it back and listen to them when I've been feeling ill. But now I'm back. So now, we, you know, let's go again. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't asked you actually. I think that, I reckon it's the uh, the hangover from all the booze you drank. I reckon it's just like your body's like took a few, took took a week or so, and they're like waiting for more booze to enter your system. And when it hasn't, they've panicked. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I just I, I don't know if I had something to eat that was a little bit dodgy, or if I got just got some kind of bug because I just had like a stomach ache, and then I then I just threw up the other like the other night, and after that I was fine. So nothing that was you know keeping itself or hanging it on in me so i was just like needed something out of the system maybe it was something about you know not having more pints in liverpool that the body was waiting for so <laughs> i don't know but yeah it's horrible when you feel like that and nothing is fun so now i'm happy again that i'm feeling well and liverpool's back playing tomorrow yeah definitely i think uh, i mentioned on the shows that like like you mentioned the other the other shows i've done recently like about the team news and um like that kind of I want to start with, like with the Diaz stuff because I've discussed it with Mike on the statue, but I haven't discussed it with you yet. And it's just, uh, of course, he's not going to be available for this one because, as, as far as we know, his mother's safe, but his his dad still isn't. I think he's. I think Diaz was going to travel over, but that was considered like a security risk or whatever, which I understand. So I think he's still still over this side of the world, and hopefully his dad has safely recovered soon because the, the whole situation like Klopp referenced like saying he, you can't think about this ever being a possibility like before a game like anything else like injuries suspensions or sickness or whatever else is normal but to have something like this in your mind and it's just it must be just a horrible situation for, for Lewis Diaz at the moment yeah it is horrible you know and you don't really expect that to happen any time really and you know it's a uh... It's, it's unfortunately a part of the world where, you know, there could be or will be, you know, gangs, you know, uh, criminal gangs that got these kind of, um, what do you call it, like, uh, you know, trying to make money out of these kind of situation by doing this kind of shit, to be honest. So we just hope and, you know, fingers crossed that his dad is 
found and you know returned back in no harm and everything can hopefully go on as normal after that but you know it will obviously affect Luis Diaz and you know we our thoughts are with him and his family and obviously it will affect you know the, the team and players as well I know that Klopp obviously referenced it uh, uh, last time uh, you know talking about how the team performed against Nottingham by playing for Luis Diaz uh, but you know it's hard for anyone to know that a teammate has problems like that with a you know, parents or a parent at the moment being kidnapped, you know, it must be in their mind. But, you know, if you leave that out and just go to the football uh, thing about Nottingham, for example, then obviously they did a great job playing for him, winning for him, uh, stable um, game plan and, you know, winning by three three goals. And obviously Jota showing his, um, uh, what do you call it, like uh, sympathy with Luis Diaz by holding up that shirt. So, in terms of the support, it's there, but it's very hard to, you know, imagine in any way, you know, the things that he goes through at the moment. Yeah, I think Canate summed it up with one of his, I think he put a tweet up saying, like, it's hard to celebrate this victory knowing what's going on. And that's kind of like, it did feel a bit like, I guess, flat a little bit just because of what, what was going on. And everyone, of course, knew about it. And it was just such a horrific thing. But hopefully in the next couple of hours or in the next day or so that can resolve itself in the best possible way for, for Luis Diaz so we can it must be horrible not not knowing what's happening and stuff and kind of being in the dark and it, yeah just everything footy doesn't matter in those moments so our thoughts do go out to Luis Diaz hopefully it gets um, sorted out as soon as possible for him uh, but you mentioned like um, Jota there came in and done a, and done a good job in that but I want, before we get into the team news actually I just wanted to like reference or talk about the um actually I don't want to talk about the Ballon d'Or. I want to just laugh at the Ballon d'Or. <laughs> laugh at like uh Alison Becker not even getting a getting a sniff. Um yeah, Ramsdale Onana in the top ten and Alison Becker's not even not even in there. Mo Salah came, I think it was eleventh in it. And yeah, I mean it's it's one of them things you laugh at because it's 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 picked by journalists, so they're obviously gonna pick the favourites and whatever. But it's just I just, I just like knowing that we know that Alison Beck is the best in the world by a by a long way. It's not, it's not even close for me, and I say that all the time. Same with Mo Salah. Like, if, if he's not a top ten player in the world, then I don't know what game ever. I don't know what game we're playing or what game everyone's watching. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was, I thought that was just funny to mention that those players didn't get anywhere near the level that the um, they should have. Yeah, there was a list that came out. I can't remember when. It was probably, you know, a longer time ago now. But, you know, about goalkeepers being, you know, on the list for the Ballon d'Or or that uh, goalkeeper uh, award or whatever it is. You know, uh, obviously, it's different to um, uh, to the Ballon d'Or. But it's just, you know, to know that a goalkeeper, obviously, Liverpool didn't win anything, um, had a bad season, you know, in majority, you know, as a collective. But, you know, Alisson has been one of the best for us for a long, long time. And, you know, he was one of them keeping the levels last season where we were struggling. And, you know, we started this season brilliantly. Uh, so not to not even be on the list, it's very, it's very weird, in my opinion. You know, that's why we can laugh at it. Because if you look at it now, yes, you know, there's a few goalkeepers in the top of, you know, top three in the world there. Where would you probably put Alisson as number one? You know, I think, you know, Courtois and I, I don't know. But they them two for me are, you know, sticking out. And I think, you know, I would choose Alisson uh, every time. Um, not because he's in Liverpool. It's just the way we see him every week and see him play. So, you know, to have that kind of goalkeeper that is just brilliant in everything that he does is, is you know, something that everyone 
would envy. And then with Mo Salah being 11th, yes, you know, it's, it comes out to that we didn't win anything. You know, the pick like Messi, for example, you know, winning it because obviously the World Cup, I can I can understand that in one way. But if you look at Salah and, you know, his consistency for the since he actually came to us, uh, you know, he's been one of the best in the world since and always creating numbers, always scoring goals and, you know, always in one way, develop. Uh, now he's another type of player than he was when he came. You know, he's more of an assist machine now, you know, giving more assists. He still score loads. So he's kind of developed his game uh, depending on how he, you know, uh, how he be how he's affected by his age and, you know, how the body changes even though he stays very fit. You know, everything changes a little bit. He's not as fast and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I think he should be higher up in terms of consistently scoring goals and providing assists in a Liverpool team that has been really good since he actually came to the club. So, you know, we can just laugh at it, like we said, because it's weird that they are not considered and other players are, which are, to be honest, quite shite, in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we won't go into them, but we did have a funny discussion about it before, um, the players that were involved, and especially the goalie ones. Like, just, yeah, it's not even worth talking about because it's it's, it's just just laughable, in my opinion. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, talking about, like, Allison, so that kind of we might as well touch on like who's gonna who's gonna play tomorrow. Of course, we we beat Leicester in the um, in the last round at home three one, um, and I think that's like I, I'm gonna read out the lineup for you for that one because I feel like that that'll be a good barometer. And I know that was a home, so we can maybe get away with a bit throwing in a few more, I guess, youngsters and change it around a little bit. But it was still that Leicester game when you look back back at it, the team was was ve- was very strong. So we had Keller and goal. Jones right back with Canate and Quanson as a centre half duo. Simicast left back, Elliot, Endo, and Gravenberg as the as the midfield three, and then Ben Doak on the right, Gakpo through the middle, and Jota through the left hand side. So I mean that game feels like feels like ages ago to me. It was only last month, but it feels like it feels like an eternity ago because we played so many games. But in terms of that, I think Doak I think is still injured as, as far as I know, so I think he won't be available. But I think we can go quite similar to that, to be honest. I know, like we've we, for like the two lose game, we made eight changes and still got the win. So we're seeing like the strength and depth and the amount of players that we've got with a lot of hunger in the belly to come in and into these games and show that it's not just a, an opportunity for them to get some game time. It's an opportunity for them to build on build on that and give the manager maybe a little bit of a headache for the for the next game as well going into the. And into the back into the Premier League, so yeah. In terms of that, then what what are you thinking in terms of yeah starting eleven um, for the, for this one? Well, I'm looking at the eleven that you just read out, and you know, can, like you said, it could be very similar uh, depending on how we go. You know, in the back line with uh, if we want to rest Trent or how we do on the left side with no Robertson, obviously. Um, so it could be that maybe Joe Gomez coming to the right and Curtis Jones goes up in midfield and with Elliot pushing up even higher to the, uh, you know, uh, be playing in the Ben Doak row. And where we would have liked to see Ben Doak, you know, because I don't think that Salah would start this game. We'd probably rest him a bit. He might come in to continue scoring galore. But, but to be honest, it's something similar because I can see, you know, how we can play maybe Kwanzaa because I think, you know, he's he deserves his opportunities in these kind of games because obviously I understand, you know, playing the Premier League, it's it's set for Van Dijk, Kunat and Martin maybe to be the, you know, the main man still. So this is where he can, you know, thrive and shine and hopefully build on his self-confidence and his career in Liverpool as well. Um, then we don't know, you know, because obviously Robertson is out. Then we got Tamikas. Do we want to risk him? Because if something happens to him, we don't really have a left back at the moment. So it could be that we maybe 
you know, see if he plays or if we do something, you know, uh, we change there a bit. But in terms of the overall, I think I obviously see Endo playing. Uh, we still might give Gravenberg a few minutes, and obviously Curtis Jones now coming back since his suspension and all that. That he comes in to build on his form again since being away for a bit, um, and then. You know, I always want to see him, and just, you know, because I want to see him score loads of goals and just be involved. Because I just think that we are always some more of a threat when he plays. But I also understand if we do uh, rest him a bit ahead of Luton on Sunday afternoon. So it, you know, no problem if Gakpo comes in there, and obviously Jota uh, could come in now, obviously because of Luis Diaz not being available. Yeah, it's good because there's 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 so many like we were talking about before we started recording about like how many options we've actually got now, like. Gomez can play right back. You can put Jones in there. You can put Trent in there if you want to go strong because it's away from home. And then you'd, you'd have to just throw Chambers in, to, like you said, to give Simicass a rest. But then you'd have to maybe go a bit stronger left centre back to cover for Chambers being a being a, a newbie to the to the setup and and whatever. So there's there's loads of options, and I think like yeah, Elliot going right wing is an is an option. You can have Jones as a right centre mid. You can have Graven. You can have Graven Birch and Jones sw- sw- uh, like swapping positions and Endo in the middle. Because I think Endo as well. I don't know if we discussed it like at length about like how he performed in the um, in the in the two lose game and how how good he was. Like that yeah. was a. I, f- I felt like that was a big step forward for him. And I know he's got quality because otherwise he wouldn't be at the club. But he's been written off. I guess quite early and that that happens these days with social media and whatever but I felt like the two lose game was a massive show of how just how good he is especially from the start where he he set the tone and was making stuff happen it wasn't just the tackles it was the passing forward and trying to be incisive with his pass and always nice and nice and uh, powerful passes into feet like wraps it into feet so people can take a touch and get and get forward so there's yeah it's it's nice to have the, it's nice to have these options just to kind of mix and match and it's always going to be a, a strong Liverpool side especially like I, I keep mentioning away from home against Bournemouth who are, are going to see it as like a, a potential to come and, and come and knock us out of the of the cup because of course we're, we're, you know we're going to maybe play a slightly weakened team ahead of the Luton game so there's a lot to think about for Klopp but a lot of it's a, a lot of positive stuff isn't it with the with the options we've got yeah, and I, you know, want to give a shout out to Endo there as well because, like you said and mentioned against Toulouse, I thought he was really great, and obviously with a goal, uh, which which is nice. But you know, it's it's another one of them where a player comes in, comes from you know a, a bottom league in the Bundesliga, which is still a very good uh, league, obviously. Uh, but, you know, also a little bit older. But, you know, it's just one of them where you know that, okay, it might take a little bit more time for him to adapt than, for example, Sobosla, who just comes in and looks like he's been playing for in the Premier League since he was born. <laughs> so, you know, it's just like one of them where you need a little bit of patience. And, you know, I don't like this, like you mentioned on social media, you know, people writing him off straight away by you saying, you know, the first couple of games that he played, like he's not having the pace, he's not, you know, up for the physique in the Premier League or, you know, playing the English team. But, you know, they're... they're the way he performed against Toulouse, I think, you know, you can see then, and I saw this, you know, little capture of him, like video clips of him, you know, passing the balls and how he distributed the ball against Toulouse on, on Twitter. And I just thought, you know, you don't you don't always see that when you look at the whole match because you're looking at different things all the time. But when you see it, like, focused on like that, then you see, like, okay, he's always trying to go forward. He's very, you know... Um, neat and tidy with the ball you know got a, got a great touch he covers the ball great with his body so you know I think you know he's a, he's a great addition to this young midfield in terms of coming in and you know uh, off 
loading them like in games like this to be able to actually yeah we give this experienced player the chance to play now in this kind of game and he actually shows that he can actually come in and play in in bigger games as well so i'm very pleased for him and i think you know he seems to be a very nice and humble guy as well uh so i i prefer him to start because just continue what he did against Toulouse and you know keep on you know showing people that he's good enough for us uh but then obviously with Maybe Curtis Jones around Gravenberg. We've got, you know, two youngsters with great ball distribution as well. Uh, good pressing, uh, you know. So I'm, I'm kind of, you know, always looking forward to the way we play because we've got so many exciting players that are really creative in midfield and in, that, in the middle of the park where we create things. Yeah, I think Liverpool, like I said, with the Leicester game, you think back to that, it feels like ages ago because we played that many games. But it's good that we've got these many options that you can just keep switching like eight seven eight players and you're still getting yeah. you're not getting the full Liverpool two point out that we expect from the first team lads, but you're getting like a, a decent version of it from the from these lads who are not like I said, not only trying to force their way back into the team, but they want to build on it and, and 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 show the manager what they can do. So it's it, it is interesting to see what Liverpool are how strong Liverpool go. Because I think like if you just touch on Bournemouth a little bit like they won the Won their last game against Burnley. Uh, Billing scored like a seventy-six minute winner. So like they've got like Solanke, who we know like if yeah, it'll be a test for if Kwanzaa start. It's a test because he's a he's an experienced Premier League player now, Solanke, and he'll he, he always wants to try and score against us as as the form as a, our former club. Semenyo uh, is always dangerous. They've got Billings who always pops up with a goal like he did against Burnley. Um, Sander Berg, who we were linked with for what seems like years, Jay Rodriguez. So they've got got players with experience who can, especially at home, can be looking at waiting for our lineup to see what we're going to do, and then be like, "Well, we can get at this Liverpool side if we if we pl- play our cards right." But it's it's about Liverpool. Like, I think because of all those factors, I think Klopp might maybe go a little bit strong because it's a Wednesday. Then we don't play till. Sunday, I think there's a big gap there, a bigger gap, well, a day, a day bigger gap than normal that we'd play Thursday and Sunday. So that I think that might sway it where we might go a little bit stronger and then just kind of hope everyone gets through it. Maybe get hopefully a couple of goals up and then on 16, 70, then bring on maybe the likes of Chambers and and other players and McConnells and and, and, all, and all that that we can then interchange it going ahead to the uh, to the Luton game. Yeah, it could be something like that, you know, considering that, like you said, with the Bournemouth team, they got the experience, they got good players, and I guess they will go strong, obviously, because they see their chance, like you mentioned as well, to knock us out, Um, especially, you know, depending on the team that we put out, and, you know, if we are a little bit weakened, then you know, they see their chance. But I see that, you know, if you if you look at us and we go really, I wouldn't say really strong, but stronger, I guess, you know, the overall quality is on our side and we will be the favourites. But, you know, if we do go out there with a little bit of a, a mixture with youngsters and and like uh, Endo and maybe Kwanzaa, you know, I think still like the team that we put out against Leicester is, you know, good enough to go and win that kind of game. But you can never disrespect or underestimate any, you know, opponent uh, playing in the Cups because in Cups things can happen as well, especially with the rotation that we probably do and they will go strong. Um, so, you know, it just 
as always, you need to go out and do the job, uh, play 100%, go out and fight for it. Uh, but, you know, I still back Liverpool to be able to knock out Bournemouth away, um, even if we go a little bit more weaker as a team, because I think the quality and the, the youngsters are very hungry and they are showing that they actually got the skills to play for us. And they are, some of them might be a little bit of the weak link, but that's just natural as well. But that's also why you mix it up with experienced players to be able to help them, you know, in situations. So, um, as always, because we like we called it the option FC before because we got so many options to you know rotate. I think I'm always just looking forward to see what we actually put out there on the field, and I'm always very excited about what youngster we play because we got plenty. We got a few days injured. I would have lo- I would have loved to see you know Bobby Clark coming in and. Yeah. And play for us, but he's injured. Bandok, you know, he's injured. They, them, them two would have been, you know, great to see Chatter these kind of games. Well. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm always looking forward to who we would bring on now, who's actually a hot prospect from the academy. So, you know, a mixture is always good for me, and I think that would be enough to be able to give them, uh, give Bournemouth, a, a, you know, a, a great game, and that we still have the chance to to knock them out. With still being obviously respectful to what they will bring to their to their game as well. Yeah, definitely. And you just mentioned like youngsters. We might as well mention um, that you mentioned it before to me before we started recording about Trent. You went Trent's got signed a new contract, and I was like Trent, and I was like, yeah, Trent, <laughs> Trent, Co- Trent Coner, Doherty, the, um, the the young Irish kid who was recently signed um, from Derry City last last July. So he's only seventeen, born in two thousand and six, which is a bit is very depressing when you when you think about that. It makes you realize how old you are. But again, a new player who has been scouted. Has came in and obviously doing well in 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 the in the, in the uh, youth team and a, a winger with skill and pace. Um, so he's 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 obviously one that's got a lot of trickery and that is is highly thought of. And to give him like his first professional contract and it's another one that you're looking to go and hopefully that's another one where it's you're going to get him into the team soon, get him into first team training, and then um, he blossoms from there. But and again, it's Liverpool doing that thing that they've done loads recently where they identify. Very good talent in 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 the UK or Great Britain, and and go for them and get them because the cheap, the good, 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 good quality, and also that they know from there and that Liverpool give chances to these kids as well. They come in and they can they can make an impact in the whether it's the cups or uh, cameos off the bench in, in other tournaments. So always good stuff in it like when we see when we see a little bit like that happening. Yeah, and there's another uh, another lad that was signed from Leicester. I think you know I can't remember his name now, but I think that he scored. He's playing midfield and scored a few goals for the youth team or under twenty one, whatever it is. I can't remember what he plays for because there's so many teams, and I'm not always into that too much to be honest. But you know, you see some clips on Twitter where you know they mention young players, you know, doing great things, and you see them and they score a few goals, and you think like, okay, it's a big step to their first team, obviously. But it's great to see that if they sign a young player like, for example, from Leicester, and he's you know highly thought of and I think you know he's a hot prospect that he actually comes in into the uh, ranks and show that he's got the talents and abilities to do these kind of things so you're looking forward to see you know what can he maybe develop into the next season and be one of the youngsters that are now coming into the team playing the in the cup that he might be someone that comes in next season because he's grown another year and only being like 18 steel or whatever so I just love the way we you know recruit young players around like you said the Great Britain and and you know, give them chances and let them develop. And I think that they know that, you know, playing for Liverpool is a great platform as well on the club because they know that he gives youngsters chances. If you're you're up for it and, you know, show your abilities, then you will 
probably get your chance at some point. If not, and if it doesn't go the way, it's been a great platform to learn in that Liverpool team, and you might go on into, you know, uh, a low, I wouldn't say a lower like league team or you know another team where you get the chance but then you learn so much from Liverpool that you actually maybe kickstarted your career um going somewhere else but you kickstarted it in Liverpool because you learned so much from the staff and club so they probably see it as a big big chance to you know obviously trying to have an LFC career but if not then you still have loads of things you know with you when you go somewhere else so I guess it's a win-win in the long term hopefully yeah, that's Trey Nione, who's born in 2007, so even <laughs> even more depressing. Um, but yeah, yeah, I've seen clips how how good attacking midfielder looks very good on the ball and scores goals. So again, another one that couple of years, it's like it's a it's a yeah, like you said, it's a win win because it's low price, and if they come in and they they do well, then it's like well, we've, we've beat off other other clubs to get to them, of course, because all these other clubs are circling for these type of players, so to get them in the in the door and train them up to what Liverpool are trying to do going forward is always it's only going to be a benefit for us in the long term. Um so that leads us on to the the, the best part of the show, the score prediction. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got the score right again this week. Um and I and I'm Gakpo scored at the end and I text you going, oh were you gutted there when um when Gakpo scored and it, for for a second or two because you wouldn't have got your three points in the group chat. But yeah, you got you got the score right, right again, lad, you're flying. No, I did. I had three one. I think. Did you? I think so. Yeah, that's oh, why right. when you sent oh, that, right. I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, for, oh, forget, forget all that then. No, no, no. Congratulations. I thought you got the right score. Oh, I should have just played along. It's like, yeah, yeah. Should have. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right, uh, all right. But you still, you're still near the top of the prediction league anyway. So you didn't, you didn't need a three point trail. Yeah, I do. But um, what, what are you yeah, thinking yeah. with this one? Uh, you know, it's always the, the question of, you know, what kind of team we'll put out and we play in a, a way and all that. But I think because when you play at home, you get your strongest team out, you know, you know, even and especially, you know, without being disrespectful to Nottingham, then you know that we might have two, three goals in us. So that's why you go with that kind of uh, result. But playing away against Bournemouth in the Cup, maybe, you know, having a mixture of youngsters and, you know, the players that haven't played for a bit. And they will go strong. I say, you know, I'll still back us to win, but I'll probably go maybe, I say, 2 1 Liverpool. 2 1, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I had in 2 1 2. 2 1 2, yeah, a little shout out there to Seb. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I'm going to I'm gonna be different. I'll go, t- I'll go 2 0. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the clean sheets lately. I really, I really am. I'm loving them. And any moment I can see Alison Becker happy is another is a happy moment for me. So I'll, I'll especially with the Ballon d'Or shit. So let's let's. I mean, Alison might not even play. play. Yeah, exactly. I know. That's what I'm, gonna, I'm just thinking because, but it depends. It, yeah, it's it, it depends what we play because if we want to go, Keller is a great. It's a great, he, uh, a great you know second goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Well, if, I'm sure if Keller gets a clean sheet, I'm sure Ali will be happy because he's just like part of the keepers' union. So yeah, and, and John Octobert as well. Shout out to John. Uh, <laughs> what a guy. Um, yeah, Sam, we'll leave it there then. But before we go, I want to give a shout out to Jack Design. I haven't. I need to be doing this more often because we have got a partnership with Jack and try and push his stuff as much as we can because it is, I mean, if you follow him on Twitter, you would have seen all the new year and stuff that he's been putting out, which has just been mind-blowingly good and it's been flying off the shelves and sold out within seconds and he's been up the wall getting stuff ready and sending stuff out, so fair play to him, but he deserves it because the stuff is class. But if you haven't checked him out, 
go to the website jackdesign.uk forward slash shop and because we've got a little partnership with them you can get 10% off if you use the code copite 10 so if you see some stuff you like there's prints there's like I said there's Jürgen stuff there might be a I won't give it away, but there might be a little exclusive coming out with us and Jack in the in the next couple of weeks, which you can get discounts off as well. But if you if you see anything you like on the website, go go add it to your basket, go, click on your basket, enter the code COPIT10, and you get ten percent off it. So if you wanna by helping him, you help us as well. If you fancy doing that, then you can. If you're in the market for some stuff with, I won't mention. I've got I've got to mention this the C word Christmas. It's getting closer to Christmas. So if you're looking for some Christmas stuff, then you can uh, have a look on there because it's all, it's loads of boss stuff. So that's JackDesign.uk forward slash shop. Um, right, we're well, getting out of here. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks to Christian as always for jumping on. Always appreciate it. And yeah, thanks for the continued support. It doesn't go unnoticed, and we love all the feedback we get. So we really appreciate it. But let's hope the Reds can go and build on what's been yeah a great run of form. Recently, of course, like the Spurs result aside, that was just a bit of a car crash of a of one. But um, Liverpool have been smashing it recently, with even with loads of changed teams and whatever. So let's hope Liverpool can go and do it again tomorrow um, and, and put on a big performance. But yeah, up the Reds, and we'll see you all very soon. Nice one. I'm Jamie Carragher, and you are listening to the Cop Eye Podcast. Podcast Network.